and good evening. Welcome to the Grit and Grace show. This is Tanya Bruton, and I am your host for this show. I am so happy that you're here listening to the show tonight. This is episode 13, and in, here in a little bit, we'll be um, getting in back into Ephesians tonight and trying to finish that out uh, the best that we can with the time that we're given. So um, I do have a couple of uh, surprise guests on with me tonight. I've got my, my son. Y'all should know him. Um, if you've listened to some of my other episodes, he's been on with me. Benjamin Bruton. Benjamin, do you want to say hello? Hello. It's good to have you on. I'm thankful that you're here with me. And then my wonderful husband and my helpful uh, engineers sometimes on the show, Joshua Bruton. Joshua, would you like to say hello? Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm so glad that they're both here with me tonight because to be honest with you all out there in radio land i i am we are all like flying a little bit by the seat of our pants tonight so <laughs> um so we're gonna just really invite the lord in to help us tonight i'll just be honest we just had a uh what do you call it a taxing day but so um and as far as the day goes, uh, is it hot out there or, or what, guys? It is spicy. <laughs> it is very hot in Texas. I don't. I assume that most of you listening here, uh, to the sound of my voice, are in the same area. But um, sometimes, you know, you never know. But where we're at, it's. I think it got up to 105 today. We are under a severe heat advisory, so. We've been keeping the animals inside today and just trying to stay in when we can stay in because it's just been incredibly hot. Uh, it's and it's just and it's just now it's only June, so Lord help us with this heat, right? Right. Right. Okay, so uh, like I said before, we get into the study. Um, I'll just give y'all a little update. Um, some of you know that I had an incident a couple weeks ago. And uh, not really supposed to give too many details about it because um, we're involved in uh, some legal stuff with it. So, but I just wanted to say that, um, you know, the Lord's doing what he needs to do. And um, I trust that. And, uh, but I, I'm having a little bit of a struggle with uh, just processing everything and, and dealing with. You know, I'm I'm not I am in a little bit of physical pain. So y'all just pray for me and I am just going to just trust in the Lord and lean on the Lord tonight to help us with this uh study because this is a good study. I love this I love the book of Ephesians and um you guys y'all wanna uh you can use that one Bible and I guess you can use your phone. Um but I'll go ahead and pray us pray us in and then we'll start. So, um, Lord, we just are so thankful for this opportunity to get into your word. We're thankful for your word. Uh, your word is truth, and it's living and powerful, and we, uh, we pray that it just gets down deep into our souls and takes root and um, bears fruit in our life. But that we pray that when, as we read and we study, that you will show us that things that you want to show us and reveal things to us that you would like us to know 
and uh, just lead us and guide us in this study. I pray for those listening tonight and in the future, in the future to this broadcast that, you know, Lord, if they have needs in their body or in their finances or in their family situations or their work situations that you would see to their needs, Lord. And I'm, and I'm going to pray for me tonight, God, that, and you know, my needs, um, my physical needs and my emotional and mental needs. I trust you, Lord, to take care of those. So uh, we'll just get started, Lord, in your name. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So last time we finished off uh, chapter two. Um, so in chapter, the beginning of chapter three, uh, and there's an actual Bible right here, Joshua, if you want to use that one, if you don't want to use your phone. Um, so anyways, in the first half of chapter three, uh, Paul is continuing on to explain or, or to reiterate his point of how he was given the revelation of this mystery, the mystery, which is, you know, it's always been since the beginning, God's will to create the church and, and, and for it to be made up of, thank you, Mike. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me take care of this really quick. Technical issue. Thank you, Mr. McInerney. And while I'm waiting for this to come on, basically, I haven't turned on the phone for you guys to call in. And since we're about to start the study, I should go ahead and give you guys that number. Um, and if you want to get ready to write this down somewhere or put it into your phone, um, hold on the phone. Okay, phone is on and ready. Um, the telephone number to call in during the broadcast is going to be 940-627-3915. That's 940-627-39. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right, I've got I've got a caller. Thank goodness. All right. Um, hello. What? Hey, am I supposed to have this phone on the speaker? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Is this Mike McInerney? Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Great. You sound great. I heard Benjamin Amen in the background. Y'all sound good. I wish I was there with you, but I'm not able to be there tonight. Well, I understand. I totally understand, but I thank you for calling in. How is everything going? Everything's good. I'm about to go uh, have a meal with the man that I pastor here. And uh, we're going to listen to you in the car while we ride and maybe call in. Um, I think it's a great book that you're studying. <laughs> yes. Someone ought to write a book about it and have someone they love go through it with them and, and uh, edit and everything for them. You think? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I... They could probably go on Amazon and buy a copy. They probably could. <laughs> um, so I, I can hear you sounding really good. I think last night there must have been heat problems or the weather was acting up because it didn't sound as good as tonight, though. Okay, but you can hear me everything all right then. Everything sounds great. Great. Uh, if you want me to weigh in on something later, I don't know how long we're going to be driving, but just uh, have someone text me. Okay, will do. Thank you. I wanted to be there and I wanted to be part of the show, but man, I hate this. Well, I understand. We love y'all. Love you too. 
<laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. So that was my pastor, uh, Mr. Mike McInerney. And he, as he made reference, we, and we're probably going to reference this book a little bit tonight too, but um, Mike and I worked on a book together. He wrote the, he wrote the content of the book, but it's called The Letter to the Ephesians as Seen Through the Eyes of a Relative Nobody. And, um, my husband's taking a photo. Uh, it, it could be found on Amazon. Just make sure that when you search for it, you search um, under his full name, Michael K. McInerney, uh, for it to come up for you. Um, it's the letter to the Ephesians, as seen through the eyes of a relative nobody. It, it's like about $15 on Amazon. It's a great book. It's a great supplement for your study in the book of Ephesians. Um, I've also had the link to the book on my um Green Grace podcast Facebook page. So you can scroll down there and find it there as well when we're done. Um, if you do already have the book, you can read along um, when, when if we get to those portions. Um, so anyways, um, well, let's go ahead and get into, um, let's start on chapter three, but let's start down f- for Tom's sake uh, at verse, um, where did I want to start? Verse 12. Are y'all with me? Three and twelve, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so in whom we have boldness. Now, in whom he's talking about Christ. Remember last week, I said let's make note every time he talks references in Christ, and even here when he's saying in whom he's talking about in Christ. I mean, the previous verse he's saying according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. In whom, saying in verse twelve. So he's referring still to in Christ, and remember. We're jumping in in the middle of uh, extremely long strands of sentences put together here. So it does sound a little strange sometimes, just picking up in the middle of it. But he's saying, in Christ, so in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. So there's so much we could break down just right there. Um, For one, um, so he's talking about both Jews and Gentiles now. Okay, because of Christ um, and his death and resurrection, because of the cross, we all now that are in Christ, okay, those of us that are in Christ, we can boldly, you know, I think it says in Hebrews, boldly come before the throne of grace to make our petitions uh, known to God, right? Um, And so because of uh, what Christ did, we can come boldly before him knowing that we have this access. We, We can be confident in the access that we have to the Father through Christ. It says, by the faith of him. So by the faith of who? Of Christ, right? So it's, I mean, we only have the faith that he gives us, right? Um, The faith that we have is his gift. It's his faith. And so he continues on. Benjamin, do you want to read onward to 13 until, I guess, until we... Starting on 13? Yeah, start at 13 and go on. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the fam- whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Okay, so right there, though, I just wanted to point out, that I love this verse, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now, remember, we talked about this last last week. The mystery is is the church itself or the body or the the family of God. So 
you know, it's been it's it's been God's plan the whole time, right? That we can have the opportunity to be adopted into this family, but it's just been revealed at the time, you know, Christ came. Now it's being revealed to us that this has been His will all along. Okay, so we are, but He says the whole family, both in heaven and in earth. So. Again, he's kind of pointing us to the oneness, right, that we should recognize um, the ultimate goal, you know, the ultimate will of God is all of us to be one, just one um, unit, one organism, one family, one body, right, with Christ as the head. All right, go ahead, Benjamin. 16. That he will grant that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. In the inner man, uh, yeah. So, did, what were you gonna say? I was gonna continue. Oh, you're gonna continue. <laughs> I interrupted you. Uh, well, I just you know that's what I really needed today. For me, uh, I needed some strength in my body, sure, um, because I was dealing with some issues. But I also, more than anything today, I was struggling. Um, and needed to be strengthened in my inner man, um, you know, in my spirit. Mentally. Yes. Go ahead. That Number 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints that what, what is the breadth, breadth. breadth mm-hmm. and length and depth and height, and to know the love of, G- of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Hold on right there. Okay, so <clears throat> first of all, in verse 19, he's, you know, it's kind of a, what do you call it? Not a... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the word is I'm thinking of, but to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge. We just need to know that there's so much love in Christ. I mean, God is love, right? Um, But we don't even begin. We can't even begin to know. But he prays. Paul prays that we can even just begin to know or grasp the immeasurable love of Christ. And I pray that for us, too. But when he says this verse, I think, is taken out of context quite a bit. But um, verse 3 and 20, I mean, sorry, yeah, uh, chapter 3, verse 20, where it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. So I don't think that that's like I was saying last week. Um you know, where Paul's talking to us and he's using words like us and like we, and he's focusing on the church uh, as a body um, and, you know, revealing this to us. Um, You know, our our walk with Christ isn't supposed to be such a personal thing, an individual thing. Um, You know, they say, um, you know, you want to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Um, Well, Jesus said, uh, he said, pray like this, our father, right? You know, um, you're, you know, our father who art in heaven, you know, so um, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us, you know, our trespasses. So uh, he wants us to think more uh, in, in terms of all of us, like bound together, you know, as a body, according to the power that works in 
works in us in the church. So I think what he's saying here too, you know, and maybe this is supposed to be taken personally, but I think what he's saying here too is now unto to him, you know, Jesus you know, who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think within this church. You know, um, like I said, we are a glorious church and we should, we should be able to be doing things and manifesting things as this, as the body of Christ, as a church, uh, because his mighty power works within us, within the church was in the body of Christ. Um, so he says in 21, I'll just finish this chapter out. Unto him be glory in the church. See, that's why he says it right there. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And so now we finished out the first uh, three chapters, and he, he's kind of talking in the spiritual terms about the church and um, and our place, like how we're seated with heavenly places in heavenly places with him. So now he's going to get into more of the the practical uh, application of things, right? Um, Joshua, would you like to start us off and read? Um, let me make sure, though, just real quick, because I know I had, uh, before we get into chapter four, I know I had, um, this is, okay, excuse me. But yeah, Mike, if you are listening and you want to weigh in on anything on the first three chapters, you're more than welcome to. I can't find my place. Like I said, I've had the most craziest day. Oh, wait. Okay, so this is for chapter four. I had some notes out of Mike's book I wanted to uh, just bring out, but that's for chapter four, which is where we're going to go now. All right, so Joshua, if you want to start us off. And we'll just, until like I interrupt, I'll do you like Ben, I'll just interrupt you. Go ahead. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called, with all lowliness and meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to point out, uh, in the beginning here, he's calling, he's referring to himself as the prisoner of the Lord. If you turn back on uh, the beginning of chapter three, he also refers to himself in the first verse of that chapter as the prisoner of Jesus Christ for the Gentiles. And then here he's referring to himself as the prisoner of the Lord. So <clears throat> I just think of this as, you know, he's, he's not um, by any means uh, involuntary, involuntary prisoner of the Lord. He's given himself and his life, right, to the Lord, to the gospel. And um, and so he sometimes has referred to himself as a slave to it. So, um, but go ahead. So he says, um, with all lowliness, um, go ahead, forbearing one another in love, continue. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit, the bond of peace. Okay, so for as far as like those two verses there, Mike, in his book, and I'm going to be, I'll just, I'm on the wrong page here because i am got the pre-published copy in my hand because I left the other one here last time. But it is in chapter 10, at the end of chapter 10 of Mike's book. He says, uh, Paul says that, the, that, Paul says that we are able, we are to be bearing or putting up with or enduring with one another in love, uh, agape, sacrificial love. 
I'm pretty sure that bearing with one another in love doesn't at all involve us ever rolling our eyes in exasperation. Some of our God-ordained relationships and situations can be taxing, to be sure. However, if we approach it from a, quote, I get to, quote, rather than from a I have to stance, it becomes a lot more pleasant, perhaps even an adventure. And I've heard Mike say this to me before, um, you know, when I'm... (sighs) think that I, I'm complaining or that I have to do something. And it's like, well, maybe we could turn it around and say, I get to serve this person in this manner. And it does change your outlook. And then he goes on to say, uh, Mike says, if we would just take a moment now and then to consider what Jesus went through to give us an opportunity to be one with God again and one as people, we would come away with a sense of the incredible value of peace in Christ. So again, you know, Mike's just pointing out there as well that the Lord came to not only bring peace between God and men, but between, you know, people. I mean, then at that time, it was between Jews and Gentiles. It's hard for us to understand uh, the division between those two, those two peoples because it's not really in our lives in the time, the place that we live right now. But... Uh, it would be like, I don't know, we have now, in our issue now is like the different denominations and such. Um, but go ahead, Josh, and continue on. I think you're on verse four. Oh, I like this verse. <laughs> there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one, hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Ah, and in you all, yes. The church, yes. Um, all right, so I'm going to go here at verse 7. But And to every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Um, let me just put my finger there. Wherefore he has said, saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended... What is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Okay. So, and which the saints, right? We make up the church, right? Uh, for the work of the ministry. And for the edifying of the body of Christ, right? Edifying the body in Christ. This is important. Um, but uh, go back, going back into verse seven, and Mike has a lot to say about this in his book. Um, I didn't, I didn't put that down for tonight, but I did read, uh, was reading over that um, uh, as far as this section goes and, and the gifts go. Um, Mike had a lot to say about that, but um, when he talks in verse seven here, he says every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And the way Mike explains that to me is I have grace uh, to be, you know, your wife, Joshua, and um, because that's where the Lord's placed me, right? And he's given me the grace to to be a wife to you and to be a mother to each one of my kids. Um, You know, he gives you grace to 
perform your job at work and you know there you're a witness that's your sphere of influence and you're a witness to those around you you know they look at your work ethic they look at the way that you care about your family um, they know that you're a Christian man, right? And so, anyways, God gives you the grace in in that to do that part of your life. So, if if God has given you a gift, I think what Mike is saying there in the book too is, if God has given you a gift in Christ, then you've also got grace for that to um, you know to perform that. So, um, and of course, again, it's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, and then. And verse 13, I think he's kind of saying here, you know, tying it all up together till we all come in the unity of the faith um, and of the knowledge of the Son of God and to, oh, this is, this is so much, and to a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is a huge mouthful. But... You know, think about it. Was it in John 17 where Jesus prayed? You know, I pray that they would all be one, uh, even as we are one. He's just he's just letting us know here that's the ultimate goal. That's God's will. God's will was to make a way for all of us. Um, you know, God so loved the world, so he gave everyone the opportunity, you know, to come into him and to come into this family um, and it's his will that we all come to unit to the unity um, of the faith, and and then he and he equates that with in the knowledge of the Son of God and to and you know and to going into becoming into a perfect man. Um, so um, and in verse fourteen he says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight. Of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. I don't know if y'all remember last week Jonathan calling in saying, um, "Without the head, the body's dead." So yeah, um, so yeah, we're one. We're all one. Us, you know, together as people, and you know, in Christ, and then with the Lord, um, Christ is the head. So. Um, go ahead, Ben. Start us. Uh, keep us going from sixteen. Do y'all have anything y'all want to comment yet on anything we read so far? We want to keep reading. Okay, Benjamin, get closer to the mic, please. And we're on four sixteen. Yes. <clears throat> Wherefore I beseech you. Wait a minute. Okay, so we're on four sixteen. Oh, I'm correct. I'm in Corinthians. Yeah, Josh, are you? Do you got it? No. I, I, from I, home, the whole body. Okay, no. Fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned, Christ, 
If so be that ye have learned, heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Okay, right there, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Um, so, in my Bible, it's, I was already thinking about this, but my Bible references, you know, Romans 12, the beginning of Romans 12, where he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, uh, that you may prove what is that good and uh, what is it, perfect and acceptable will of the Lord in Christ Jesus. Um, but, um, Yes, and and then he says in verse twenty four, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So, um, and thank God, right, that we have, um, thank God that we have this new man that God created, uh, that is uh, created in righteousness and true holiness. So when we hear verses that say, "Without holiness, no man shall see God," well, thank God that I have holiness. In Christ, right? I don't have my own, but thank God I've got holiness in Christ. So um, let's skip on over because we still got a little ways to go um, and start at the beginning of chapter 5. Benjamin, go ahead. Just start at Ephesians 5 1. <coughs> Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love. So Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. And fornica- but fornication and all uncleanness... On all, on all uncleanness? Yes, uncleanliness. Or... Or uncleanness. <laughs> or covetousness, so that's... Or covetousness. Yeah, yeah. Let it not be once named among you, as becometh saints... Neither filthiness, fil, filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater? Idolater. Idolater. Hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God? Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh with wrath of God, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. But not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye are sometimes darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Yes, so right there, like. So you were sometimes darkness, but now, but now, right? Are you light in the Lord? So there's there he's got that phrase again in the Lord. So he just keeps reiterating in Christ. Um, we've got faith in Christ. We've got grace in Christ. We've got love in Christ. Where it says we are the light in the Lord here. So uh, that just you know it reminds me of the beginning where he says you know we're blessed with all. Uh, spiritual gifts um, in heavenly places. This is just some of that. So, but you know, it says you're the, in Matthew, you know, in the Gospels, it says we're the light of the world. So the church is supposed to be um, the light of the world. And I think that we forget that sometimes. We forget that what, you know, 
how we're supposed to represent ourselves as a body to the world. And it's hard to do that if we're always at each other. Um, you know, and we're all human and it's difficult and we have differences and we have differences of opinion and things like that. But we forget the ultimate purpose and the ultimate will, you know, of the Lord, you know, and that we, but that we are, you know, God's love and we are his light in the Lord in, you know, in, in the Lord and in this world. Um, and, you know, so he's saying, walk a short of light, you know, walk worthy of the Lord, you know, that's called us, uh, for the fruit, verse nine, for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So I like he, how he advises that the works of darkness are unfruitful, um, that there's no benefit in them. Uh, let's see, for it is a shame, verse 12, to even speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, right? That's us in the Lord, or that's the Lord. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, that Christ shall give you light. See that you walk uh, circumspectly or, or wise, not as fools, but um, as wise, redeeming the time or making you know the, the most use of the time, right? Because the days are evil. Uh, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So what does he mean there, guys? Let's just stop and talk about that for a second. When he says, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I mean, do you think sometimes people um, that we kind of act like we don't know what God's will is? Well, if it be the Lord's will... You know, I don't, or, you know, I don't know. We'll have to, you know, if it's the Lord's will. I mean, we, the Lord, it says in the beginning, last week we read that, you know, he's revealed his will to us and we've got his spirit in us too, you know, to teach us all things. Um, so continuing on. Continuing on. Uh, <coughs> so it does say that he's got a, he, he's got a will for us. Right. What, what, what do you think, Dad? Um, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Or anything, or if you wanted to say something about the light, us being the light of the world or, you know, anything that we've covered up to this point. I just think it's, this, this chapter is interesting because, I mean, you know, like I said, it started out saying, uh, you know, be followers of God as dear children, you know, walk in love, you know, and, and so, I mean, we need to have that relationship with christ you know i mean as as children you know they they know their parents um you know it's it's there's a deep relationship there you know and, and you know where he says there to know you know god's will i mean I, I i feel like he's instructing us to have a to seek out a very deep relationship with christ and not be nonchalant or flippant, you know, with our Christianity. Yeah, keep going. I mean, that's good for us to be intentional, I, I think, uh, not passive <clears throat> in our always, walk. That's always brought back to, um, you know, the verse in the Bible where it says, you know, seek, seeking with your whole heart, your mind, your soul. I mean, being a Christian is 
you've heard, I mean, I've heard this several ta- several times, you know, it's not just on Sundays and Wednesdays or, you know, when the church doors are open, it's having that relationship is a daily. It's a daily thing. A daily thing. You got to keep it. Just, just like having a relationship with your, your spouse is a daily thing. I mean, if you let consistent. it, if you let it. Uh, persistent, you know, with the Lord, you have to be persistent with him. You know, you, you like I've learned this one day in my church. I go to home Wednesdays. FBC ponder. Um, if you don't pray once and then expect him to answer your prayer, you have to be persistent with it. Yeah. The more persistent you are, the more it shows to him that you care and you want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, sometimes he does answer to him right just the one time. But the, but yes, and there's there's also times where. Um, there's lots of examples in the Bible where you have to be, you know, come to him again and again, you know. Um, but definitely, um, he is calling us. I think, Josh, you're right. I think you made a good point. Y'all both make good points. But that he is calling us, especially in this book. This is a very deep book. You talk about him calling us to a deeper relationship uh, in the Lord. And this is a really deep book. Um and I think that he wants us to get it, though. I don't think he wants us to avoid it because it's kind of heavy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there's things in here like he's about to get into, uh, let's see, we don't know where we left off at. Verse 18. Okay. Yeah, he's about to get into some do's and don'ts and how to treat each other and things like that. Um, but again, in the end, he's going to remind us, I'm talking about the church. Okay, and he'll, he kind of says this again at the end. I'm talking about the church. You know, he explained to us in the beginning of the book what the church is, what it's made up of or whom it's made up of, um, and what it's, uh, God's will is for the church. And now he's, now he's just kind of given us the practical way of how to live that out and, to be, and how to be that light. And we can't be that light if we're backbiting at one another or if we're— um, you know, stealing from one another or mm-hmm. uh, gossiping about one another, then obviously uh, we can't be that light. So we got to have these do's and don'ts. We got to have these submit. We got to we got to submit to one another. Um, you know, like the Ten Commandments. You have these things to do. Yeah. You want to be that light. Yeah, but they're all all of them are fulfilled in love. If you if yeah, um, if you know faith works by love. If we love Him with all our heart and soul and mind, right, and we love our neighbor as ourselves, then we're not going to do those the rest of those things that are in that list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most likely, you know, ideally, we don't uh, because of our love for God, because of our love for each other, and um, so. Um, but I was going to. Well, oh, good. Okay, now let's see. We have some time here, a little bit more time, so we should be able to maybe finish this up. Um, but so yeah, well, let's get into the rest of the verse, and um, let's see, verse eighteen. Uh, who wants to read next, Ben? Would you want to read next? I'll continue where I left off. I think. Yeah. So we're in five, uh, chapter five, verse eighteen. Right? Verse eighteen. And be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always. Okay, go ahead. I I could hear something. Go ahead. Giving thanks always for all things under God, 
and the Father in the name of the of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Okay, yes, yeah, submit yourselves one to another, and do this out of the fear of the Lord. Like, um, and then he's he's going to break it down here in just a minute about wives and husbands and slaves and children and parents and so forth. But ideally, um, if if we can understand and realize that. As as one body, we all have an ultimate uh, will of God to fulfill, right, for the life of the church. And then, um, you know, I realized that Joshua's and Benjamin's, uh, you know, God's plan for your individual life and his gifts, you know, that he gives you are different than mine um, or whatever. So I don't have any problem uh, submitting to, 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 you know, submitting to each other. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, because we we each have our own um, plan. Yes. Will. Yes, exactly. Uh, so he says, um, go ahead, Ben, with uh, verse 22. Hmm. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. I think I've read this before. Yeah, because I've got, well, I'm borrowing, no, this is my Bible. Oh, okay, I've got it. I'm the one that's got it. Uh, yeah, but go ahead. You probably have read it before, but it, the, it. Some, something similar is in uh, another part of the Bible. You might have read it oh, there yeah. as well. Um, oh, I got a call on. <laughs> hello. Oh, wait, let me get you on speaker. Hold on. Okay, hello. You're on. Hi. Hey. Oh, we're just struggling here through this book of Ephesians. What you looking at? We are we are just getting into um, chapter five about submitting to each other. Okay. Oh, okay. So the um, right before the husband and wife are. Yes. Yes. We're yes submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Okay. So what's What's the issue? Uh, we just we were, I just stopped right there. Um, there's not an issue yet. Um, basically, I was just pointing out that you know um, if we're submitted to if we're submitted to God and His will for our lives, that it should be a li- not as not so difficult to submit to one another. Uh-huh. Well, the whole idea is to be caring so much about whoever we're around knowing that, that God is going to take care of what we need that we don't have to make a big deal out of always getting ours yes and so when someone else has a need you know and and uh, everything inside of us says well what about me um, we, we can lay that aside and take care of somebody else's need right right and you've pointed that out before, um, yeah. And I, I remember that now. And we, we've talked about this before. And if we could trust God, and He He takes care of our needs when we put other people um, and we take care of their needs, we would let, let God take care of ours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Philippians four nineteen is going to say that He will meet our needs, and there's all kinds of scriptures that show that. Amen. You know, but but that it's it's a practical living it out. You know, it's okay. I don't have to worry about this. I'm gonna get mine. Right. 
what I really need. I'm not always going to get what I want, but I get what I need. And that way I can, I can uh, participate in God's meeting someone else's need. Right. So, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, um, as, as far as like what you're, while I have you on the line, um, as far as this section goes, you know, he, he talks about, um, you know, the wives and the, and how the husbands should, you know, and the, and the children submitting to their parents. And then, you know, he talks about the different members of the, uh, the body and how we should cherish and nourish one another. And, um, but then he says, it's a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Can you expound on that verse a little bit? Well, I think that um, it's, you know, so God's invisible, and uh, that's mysterious in itself, you know, that he's in a, interacting with us where we can't actually see him. Uh, we did get a peek at him for 33 years uh, in A.D. 0 to 33, and so we got an idea of what it's like, he's like if he was always in skin. You know, now um, he's doing that through yielded Christians, so we can still accomplish some of the things that he did and a lot of things he did with the same spirit because his attitude was that um, his father was going to take care of him so so he was modeling all the stuff that Paul's writing in Ephesians 5 um, the, um, the part about the mystery is is that he has given a husband and wife an opportunity to model uh, and something we can see a Christian husband and wife can model the relationship between Jesus and, and his bride, which is the entire church, every born again person. So where he has has already shown sacrifice and submitting to us by making sure that we got what we needed, which was salvation, and also the example that he left. So a husband and wife that lives this way, and then children and um, uh, workers and, and um, masters, you know, mm. however it's put in Ephesians mm. 6, um, can also have an opportunity to model this relationship so that people who haven't seen Jesus in 1833 can see what it looks like. Right, right. Uh, and it's, it's interesting, but, but well, we, we get so torn up and so, so into... Uh, the rigors of being a husband of being a wife and, and all that that we lose track of this idea that God has trusted us with the opportunity to model this behavior for someone else right right you know, good point that to me is the mysterious part mystery, the word mystery is a Greek word that uh, comes from the Greek word mysterion m-u-s-t-e-r-i-o-n and it means something that is hidden for a season but always destined by God to be revealed. So I think if we live that as a husband and as a wife, um, at first we just see ourselves living our lives as husbands and wives. But then eventually we see, we can see it unfolding in front of us. The same dynamic that uh, Jesus did while he was walking on the earth. Right. Yes, yes, so it does. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Makes perfect sense. Thank you. All right. Well, I know there's much more to it in that, uh, that book. Uh, I know I went into great depth in that. But, but, um, but you know, it's always good to have a, a live human kick these ideas around. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Guest, one of them, um, Benjamin, um, talked about reasoning in a recent show, and I think mine's being replayed right now um, on my time slot, my re replay time slot. Um, I think it's important to reason together about this stuff. Right. I think it's important to kick it around. Yeah. See what it means, you know? Right, right, exactly. I love it. Very cool. All right, well, thanks. We're about to be seated. Okay, well, y'all enjoy. Y'all have a good one. To the loud place I'm in, <laughs> outside, and uh, some some unsuspecting other restaurant uh, um, guests are getting a Bible lesson. <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> oh, all right, love y'all. All right, bye-bye. Okay, so that was Mike calling in again. And basically, uh, thank you, Mike, for calling in and helping us out. So we kind of, uh, since we're getting close to the top of the hour, um, you guys help me out. Thank you guys for helping me. Um, okay. we, um, we're going to go ahead and move along since we did kind of go over that section, um, you know, that talks about how we relate to one another and treat one another. So for the sake of time, Let's skip down to, um, skip over to chapter six. chapter 6. Yes, and beginning at verse 10, Joshua. Do you have it? 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, Where's so hold on one second there. Uh, so he's definitely saying here, uh, so be strong in the Lord, or, you know, in the other chapter we read, you know, be strengthened in your inner man. Um, mentally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and what is the verse? I don't know where it's at right now on top of my head, but not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, right? So be strong in the Lord, in him, right? And in the power of his might, okay? Uh, and then when he's talking about that, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There are, the devil does have tactics that he uses against us, right? And Paul says, you know, we need to realize when we're dealing with people, too, especially in this world, we're not dealing with flesh. We're not dealing with that person, but we're dealing with a lot of times the devil or I'm sorry, people, excuse me, um, will allow and, and a lot of times unknowingly allow the enemy to use them uh, to frustrate another person, you know, sure. or to frustrate you. Um, go ahead, Benjamin. All of that is the devil's doing. He can't attack you physically, and he can only attack you mentally. So that spiritual battle you've always, that you're always battling with the devil is all mental. Or he could use, um, yeah, or he, he could get in your mind, or he, um, he'll torment your mind, or he'll get other people to say or do things to upset you. To get underneath your skin. To get in your skin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's still all mental. And, um, <laughs> so he says here in verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, 
and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Okay, so he says here, um, what is, so our, our loins gird about with truth. Like on this radio station, it's a big deal. They say that we, you know, make sure that we are teaching and preaching the truth to the very best of our ability. And, you know, God's Word, that's the truth, right? God's Word is our truth. He's he, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth. So, um uh, having uh, on the breastplate of righteousness, whose righteousness, right, do I have on his, right? That's the only thing that's going to protect me from the wiles of the devil is is Christ's righteousness um, and the gospel of peace, right, which is what we preach. And, of course, uh, everything is by faith. And so where did you leave off at? Did you read verse 17? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I'm on verse 18. Okay, Ben, you want to pick up on 18? Praying always. Praying always with all prayer and supplication and the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known to the mystery of the gospel. Okay. Hold on one second here. Um, Mr. Gospel. Oh, for which I am an ambassador in bonds. And, you know, um, so remember, like I was saying before, uh, I think this was last week, Paul did write this letter from, he was in jail, so he was in the Roman prison. Um, and skipping back, skipping to verse 23, so we'll end it here. Um, verse 23 says, Peace be to the brethren in love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. That's what my version says. What does, are y'all all both in King James? Mm-hmm. Are you in King James, Joshua? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I like that. I, I don't know if I ever really noticed that there, the, the insincerity part. Or, um, and I, my Bible's got a little bit of notation there, so that it might not have been in the original. But basically, you know, there's a. it kind of reminds me of a verse that says, let love be without hypocrisy, where he says that... Um, you know, grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. The amplified verse or amplified version says, "Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with undying and incorruptible love." Mine says something about with incorruption too, as well. It's referencing Titus two and seven. I wonder what I mean. I don't know what that one says. Titus two seven. Can you pull it up, Josh? Just to see what it says. We got like five minutes left. Titus 2 7. In all things, shewing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Oh, he's, so he's talking about the sincerity, and he, he reference, refers to the uncorruptness with that as well. Okay, 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 okay. That's cool, cool, cool. Okay, well, so, <clears throat> Benjamin. Do you have anything else you want to contribute? You want to talk about um, as far as like the spiritual warfare section, the whole armor of God section? Uh, before we wrap it up, we've got like just a few minutes before we're going to close it out for the night. Um, has anybody got anything, you know, we can add to this before we end it? Go ahead, Josh. What comes to my mind is, I mean, you know, the Bible, he said there to stand. You know, when we have on that, that full armor of God and when we stand, you know, the enemy doesn't see us, that he sees Christ, and he fears Christ because, I mean, you know, the devil trembles at just the mention of his name. And so as long as we have 
the armor of God on us, the complete armor of God, and we stand and we have that that boldness. And it's sometimes not even boldness. I mean, we just have the faith that God's going to protect us. Yeah, he, he does protect us from the enemy as long as we keep rooted and grounded and keep in him. Christ the forefront you know, of, of our lives. Yeah, of everything. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But yeah, sometimes, you know... Um, like you were saying, uh, we just have to stand. Um, but it's not always boldly. Sometimes sometimes I'm standing, but it's in great fear. Or, you know, like I said earlier, guys, um, today's been a very, very, very difficult day for me. Um, I probably had, I probably had, I know I had at least three severe panic attacks today. Um, but... I stood, right, like, um, you know, there was a point in the day where God was like, why aren't you pray? Why don't you just pray? Like, like I had just been struggling all day and just hadn't just stopped um, to ask God just to help me. Go ahead, Ben. You got a couple of minutes. Um, I had some insight on that. I always remind myself when I get anxious or stressed that that anxiety and stress is just doubting the Lord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, I, if I would have just uh, ha- used my faith and just pray, you know, and ask him to help me, which, you know, I did, um, you know, and, and I, I willed within myself, you know, I said, you know, instead of continuing to say this is just the most horrible day, um, I said, you know, well, this is the day the Lord's made, and I'm going to will uh, make it up in my mind to rejoice and be glad in it, you know, to um, to push forward and and do what, you know, the Lord's given me a wonderful opportunity to do this evening. So, um, you know, so he did strengthen me in my inner man. And, um, you know, I just thank you guys, you know, for being here with me tonight and helping me through this study. Um, I know we skipped over a few parts, but you guys just dig into Ephesians, ask the Lord to just reveal his truth to you. Um, I thank you guys for studying it with me. Um and um, y'all go out and buy a copy of Mike's book, the book of Ephesians. I'm sorry, the letter to the letter to the Ephesians, as seen through the eyes of real to nobody by Michael K. McInerney. You can find it on Amazon. All right. So until next week, um, y'all pray for me that I um, can get physically well from this incident. All right. And continue to pray for my family as I continue to pray for all of you to be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening and for telling your friends about the show. We, we greatly appreciate um, every single one of you. So until next week, um, y'all be blessed in Jesus name. Good night.